to the Fan Freaks Podcast number 137. I am your guest today, Leisurely Vinny. I'm with your host today, Bone King. Thank you for joining with me here today, Bone King. <laughs> Why do I even have a podcast? Why, like, when, when he is able to make an intro that good, why do I even bother? You're listening to the show where we freak out about our favorite oh. movies, games, comics, and any media in between. I, I took too long and he fucking, he was like, fuck that. I'm not waiting for you. Here's the rest. <laughs> yes, everyone. Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast. And again, as you've heard, I am joined by my lovely guest as always, Leisurely Vinny. Thank you again for coming on the show, my dude. Uh, it's so much fun, it's so much fun to be here. I'm really excited about it. it. It's always fun to have you here, my dude. Um, and today, I feel like it, it's such an interesting time when, I, when we get to pick the topic of the show when it's you and I, because I'm like, what topics can we talk about? Right, that are like stuff that that the that maybe Doctor Rude wouldn't talk about, or maybe the dude wouldn't talk about, and of course it's really hard to find that and not just do Persona over and over and over again. So, oh, but we're gonna do Persona again at some point, oh, yeah. yes. But um, we're gonna actually dip into sci-fi, and today's episode topic is gonna be an All Stars best spaceships. And I know I could already feel Doctor Rude's eyes exploding as he's like what do you mean i love spaceships i know and we'll do a redux eventually but yes dr rude and the dude are uh, unfortunately on break they are on the bench on this ball game you know what and when you have me on here like why would you need anyone else at a ball game you know what i mean exactly double it, the it, same this is why we're the number one baseball podcast <laughs> out on the internet because <laughs> we're the here giving you the home runs the touchdowns and the the nine the nine, the absolute uh, bottom of the ninth. Uh, I, I don't want to say touchdown again. Uh, goal. <laughs> honestly, th honestly, that's a three-pointer right there. Okay. <laughs> Before we get into that, let's get into our recents. This is going to be great. All right. So uh, do you want to start? No, please, sir. You are my host today. What? What is this counter of the host guest dynamic you've given me right now? I, I'm changing definitions now. You're changing the definition of oh, what yeah. hosts and guests oh, yeah. are. Ghost, now the definition Ghost. of host is now guest. And now the definition of guest is now host. I am. We're in a topsy turvy world, everyone. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm going. <laughs> we're going backwards today. Okay. But you know what? To make things go a lot lighter, we'll start with recents, and I'll start with us. Okay. What? So for video what? games, I've uh, I've been playing mostly on Switch, uh, Star Wars Lego: The Skywalker Saga. Oh, I finally completed all nine movies. I pretty much just ran past through them so I could just collect all the worlds for a, a free galaxy mode where you could just basically just j hop between worlds and whatever ship you have, and just do whatever side missions and just collect things. I've been hearing so much about that game, actually. And, you know, about the, the graphics Lego are amazing for a Lego game. Like the colors are really like vibrant. The world's the so they've upped their engine. Oh, essentially. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my the technicality speaking. Yeah. OK, well, all right. Well, at the same time, like I've always heard that the Lego games always were good in their narratives. Like they're always retelling the story, but in a funny way, that's not like too ham-fistedly funny i don't know they i haven't played them i was heavily impressed how they they handled the prequels uh i the sequels i was i was a little bit iffy about it i felt like in personal in a personal review i feel like they rushed the sequel story mm. so we could just get jumped into the free galaxy mode now i'm confused. that's how oh, i felt oh like, you're talking about the lego games yeah 
<laughs> but no, even this one in particular, everyone's talking about the 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 um fighting mechanics, the combat mechanics. Oh, because so like they're Devil May Cry levels of combos. Oh yeah, literal combo videos. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I'm doing mad combos in air like I was Dante or Nero. But apparently they they do you know about uh what's it called child hopping or whatever? No. Apparently when this game first came out, it showed up on my Twitter feed where like because I watch a lot of DMC like combo videos and stuff and what they were doing is like apparently since the child characters can't die you can just infinitely combo off them so you have the second player play as kid anakin and you can basically jump over anything in the game by using the second character to just infinitely combo off of them (laughs) so you have to beat children to break the game disney Well, it's funny enough, this game was made by Warner Brothers, so. Yeah? Yeah. Telltale uh, Telltale Games. Oh, this was a Telltale product? That's interesting. They've been pretty good. Well, I don't know. Play Walking Dead. You'll see how much child death is in that game. (laughs) Anyway, before we get into Walking Dead spoilers and shit, um, I, I, that's really cool. That, yeah, I uh, yeah I was, that's uh, I've been playing a lot of that. Uh, also, of course, uh, that's pretty much it for games. Movie-wise, I've been uh, hopping around a lot, of watching a lot of stuff from the Criterion Collection or Shout Factory. I've been doing a lot of re-releases and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Recently, uh, uh, well, th- I'm gonna put this is gonna be more for my n- news. For the uh-huh. Shout Factory stuff for releases. But recently I picked up stuff like uh, uh, The Last Starfighter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I pretty much I picked up three David Lynch movies. I picked up Blue Velvet. I rewatched that. Oh, what a trip. E- Eraserhead. I have that on 4K now. Uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and finally I have a copy of Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. With the, with the, uh, the missing scenes. Yeah, by the way, for those listening, Vinny, like, collects um, DVD releases, like, Blu-ray releases, like, the actual physical copies of these movies. Because, like, I I do that with games, but never all that much with movies. Oh, it feels so good with the movies. Like, oh, the, the physical copy for Scanners... But you still you still have to watch that. You still have to. But I think one of the, like it, it's pretty crazy. Like I think there are many benefits to to our friendship, right? Just in general, just having you around and your personality and everything. But I'll never forget the one time you just showed up and you were all like, "Hey, so I have like two different versions of the Terminator series. Do you just want the DVDs of these?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, I do." Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, whenever a new format comes out, uh, I would of course have the older format and. And I would just don't know what to do with it because I'd be like, well, I have like a better version out. Like, well, some I would keep. For example, I still own the physical copies of the VHS of the Star Wars trilogy Uh and the Alien trilogy. I still have the VHS copies of those. Oh, I I think Al might have that, too. But never mind. Sorry. So uh, I would keep those. But stuff for like DVD, I don't mind giving, you know. And I'm I'm I really have low standards. I'm not gonna lie. I'll buy something like off of a regular DVD, not even Blu-ray format. I I just want to have the movie. It has like to ha- it has to have. <laughs> it's, listen, it's the presentation for sure. A lot of these movies I have are like limited editions. They come with like a little book. They oh, come the with really features. nice covers. Beyond special features, beyond the making of documentary. You showed me your fucking um, Twin Peaks season three one. And that oh, one that box incredible. set with yeah. the with uh, Kyle McLaughlin's face. The return, yeah. Oh, oof. 
So anyway, yeah, see, he's a connoisseur. Uh, connoisseur of DVD. I, and, I wa- and I watch all these, like, all day. That's all I do. That's awesome. Oh, it's so great. Uh, anything so else? So that's, 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 uh, that's pretty much all my reasons. Okay, rock on. That's a pretty solid reasons. Uh, hopefully I can follow it up, because I have one that I feel like, you know what? Let, let it let it be our segue. Let's do this, because I feel like it's one we've definitely done, and we can't even talk about it all that much. So I, I, I was watching Moon Knight, right? Ah. Oh. oh, I'm so happy oh. you mentioned her. Yeah. Oh no. Oh my goodness. Moon Knight's so good. I. Everybody has to watch it. I. I. Oh. H- how do you like it? You. And and my friend of mine, Giovanni, like, <laughs> you both are telling like you both seem excited for what's gonna happen because they've already shown a lot of things. I've completely missed any hints of whatever they're alluding to. What? Like this, uh, when, when my friend was Giovanni was telling me about it, I was kind of like, I didn't pick up on any of that, but it was there, and I didn't even question it. Jake Lockley? So I, I what? So I missed out. Like I don't know, but the way it ended made me go, oh, so we're in a situation like this. Well, there's there's different ver- there's different interpretations of where we are right now. Okay, sorry. Uh, you're al- you, at this point. You're allowed to interpret it in any way you want, but how it is, what it is really is, we're kind of we're kind of side inside. Uh, Mark's slash. Uh, um, yeah. Spoiler. No. Should I say spoiler up to this point? Okay, skip the 15 seconds. No. No. No, because it's. I want to talk about Moon Knight when it's done. You know what? Have me back when Moon Knight is done. Oh my God! Is Vinny requesting a spot at the Moonlight a uh, Moon Knight special? Do, do it. Okay. Put that. Put down in your book. I, I, I am. I am being asked to write it down in my notes. Oh shit! All uh, right. So we, 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 we gotta look up when's the, the, like the last episode because uh, we got two more episodes left. Uh huh. Five and six. Okay. Yeah. And then I feel like I'll be at more liberty to talk about stuff. Okay. So you know what I mean? All right. All right. Cool. So well, we're gonna reconvene. Uh, hi, uh, I will say this: I am loving it. I'm excited about it. And how are you? How are you feeling about it overall up to this point? I'm curious about your so far opinion. I it, it's a weird situation where I feel like <clears throat> I'm never usually like this because I feel like I can adapt to most franchises that I'm not usually a part of, right? Where it's like, I'm going to watch something in a new character's arc and I can adapt to what's going on. Oh, Punisher, I'll learn about him. Spawn, I'll learn about him. Notice my theming here. I like a lot of dark spheres. <laughs> Which I uh, think is perfect, especially with uh, Moon Knight. But character. yeah, so I'm attracted and, to and his him, history like, and what he will bring forth for the Marvel. Yeah, I'm attracted. Well, not in the you know physical sense all that much. I mean, Oscar Isaac, he is a handsome guy, but but add, he's not your style. Add 200 pounds and we'll talk. Um, but like. I like Moon Knight as a design, and I'm curious to see where the hell this is all going. It's And that's good. That's good for a TV show. I feel like I'm expecting something lame, and they probably won't do that. The, 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 what I like about it is is not just a generic superhero show. Mm-hmm. It's not Obviously, there is an antagonist, but I do, I do not picture them just trading blows in the middle of the sky. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. Is I that where I... Moon Knight eventually goes in the comics? I don't know. I don't know these things. <laughs> like, don't, yeah, you can't say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're currently you know in, in in like RPGs when your mage is like silenced. It's like silenced on Moon Knight, <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir. What I, what I would say is is it's it's presented smartly and it's okay. and I think it's. 
a good way to attract new people to get more interested because it's more mystery, you know? I've, I've definitely gotten that. I've definitely gotten that and aspect. It pulls people in really good with that. Yeah, and that's why I feel like the first episode my, was my favorite so far. Oh. Now we're dipping into actual superhero I, I, well, I would say... Well, I mean, I would Kate say movie. less of the superhero and more of what it means to be Moon Knight. Okay. All right, you know, and I feel like that's a really good note to end it on until we get back. Yes. It's and, what it means to be Moon Knight. And you know what? <laughs> what, what you know, when, when I come back on... I'm, I'm going to go all out what it means. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to talk some history. <laughs> You're going to find out what it means, I'm whether gonna, you like it or not, apparently. I'm going to find a way to actually summon Conchu. <laughs> yes. oh He's going to possess my body. I'm trying to find a pun. Corn shoe? <laughs> I can get you a corn shoe. That's not a problem. <laughs> all right, moving on to the next thing. So, um, as I've mentioned on the show before, Resident Evil 4 VR had a DLC update. They added the mercenaries for free. Oh, that's great. How are you liking it? I like it a lot. And I'm actually someone, well, obviously, because you know me, but like I love mercenaries. Resident Evil Mercenaries as a mini game. For those who don't know, basically what it is is that you use the gameplay. Well, it's changed, but uh, okay. So the action trilogies mercenaries were, was basically they put you in a room with a time limit and you have to go kill enemies to get a certain score and you can increase your time by getting these little hourglass things. We had a lot of fun with it. Uh, in Resident Evil 5, you, me, and CJ. Oh my god, yes! Oh my god, yes. I we used to, And then 5 had a versus mode, too. Where, like, oh, we would that all was load a lot of fun, too. And try to kill each other there. Yeah, like, I love Mercenaries. I feel like it's such a great minigame that could survive at, as its own spin-off. Which they did have one, but they released it on the 3DS. So it didn't really do super well. And it was really just reused as... It should have been a console game. Like a main console game. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Well, maybe not... I just think the three it was like if the three DS was a poor choice. That's really it. Yeah, I feel like there were other places. But either way, about RE four VR mercenaries. Not only is it just the like VR version of mercenaries, you do have the other characters, which give you completely different weapon loadouts, which are really fun. But <clears throat> here, excuse me, here is the thing that really, really excites me. Wait, I got a question for you though. Okay, sure. How, but but how, would you feel like mercenaries has to be like? Has to be, had it be adhered to the canon? No. Or it could just be Everything. any character from any game. It doesn't even matter. It does not matter. So it's outside of all that. I, I think there's, it's, uh, don't get me started on this eagle and wolf topic because it's going to happen. I think that our uh, Resident Evil The Mercenaries on 3DS should have had Leon if they were going to reuse assets from Resident Evil 4 anyway. They have hunk there. They could just uh, uh, whatever. Just just go to the different file. <laughs> yeah, whatever. My whole point is no. The mercenaries have never needed to adhere to cano canonicity at all or any sense whatsoever. Give me fucking Sherry and then Child Sherry in the same game. I don't give a fuck. Just give them a gun and a loadout, and we'll start talking about characters and shit. I don't know. I, anyway, but RE4 versus uh, versus uh, VR adds challenge modes. And what these challenge modes do is give you not only different weapon loadouts, but different, like, uh, uh, I guess, what, oh gosh, effects that go on in the, 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 the trial or whatever, in the session, I guess. There's one where you can only get headshots, and if you miss or hit anything else, you take damage. That's a full, but you use the hand cannon, so everything dies in one hit. <laughs> There's one that lets you have two magnums at the same time called cowboy mode. 
Wow. There's one that gives you the harpoon gun from the fucking lake fight so that you could use it against Ganados. There's uh, like, there's so many fucking different game modes uh, that I, I just really found enjoyable that they got really creative with. Um, and I'm really enjoying that. <clears throat> I didn't even get to do all of them. But there was one that's like hard mode. Try to do it with your, just your knife. And I'm like, that's not a problem. <laughs> like, I, I know these fucking animations so well. Plus I can move and swing. Oh boy. No. Just running around with your fucking knife. Swing, 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 swing. It is an experience. They give you a mission, Vinny. Do you remember the Chicago typewriter? Yes. Okay, the Chicago... Yes, for those who don't know, it just gives you infinite ammo and it's a Tommy gun. Yeah. There's no recoil. So you just basically... In VR. So you just walk... It's great. It's it's oh, fucking fantastic. Hilarious. My favorite is Krauser's bow, though. You actually fire it like a bow. You hold the fucking bow and you have to draw it with the thing, let go. Oh, it's a... The one downside that I don't like about it is when Krauser needs to use his power, it is cool that the sound cuts out and the screen goes red and it's like, oh, you're going to use your power. That's awesome. Not every time my power needs to be used because then it's like, fuck, man, I don't want to use my power yet. And then I'm like, and you can't hear shit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it is still really, really fun, and I'm really impressed with the the work they did. I I would love more content because there's I would love separate ways. They still haven't done separate ways. I don't know if they're going to, but if they're already dipping into RE4, I would like that. Whew! Sorry about that, everyone. But we're promised we're gonna get through our recents at some point. Um. Oh fuck. Here's my next recents. I finished Elden Ring. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It has been quite legitimately a journey, man. Like, I, this game has never ceased to impress me, okay? Um, and I didn't get a chance to show you because I took screenshots of the game, right? And I wanted you to show you because you were telling me that you felt like the art style was, was kind of not as creative. Like, it feels kind of samey to some other fantasy RPG stuff. That's fine. It's a great assumption from if you just see Limgrave. But if you go from there... I have seen some shit. I have seen some shit that like, I feel like I've never seen in another game. And I'm, I don't want to seem too fucking like, Oh my God, it's, it's so glorious. But this was a really fun game and it was fully focused on content. The pacing was really spot on. The story was told in the way that only from software seems to be able to tell. Um, <clears throat> every weapon was a new playthrough. I'm trying to think of shit that to say that I won't forget later. Uh, at the end, I got something called the Age of Order ending. Uh, it is probably the happiest ending. Oh. Yeah, but uh, not a lot. Not a lot in terms of like not content a lot of to happiness. See. No, just to see. They, oh. There's a lot of happiness, but they don't really just show you a lot. But either way, like it, that makes sense though in a Souls game because the more creative and more fun ones are the bad endings and stuff. I'm not saying what endings are what. I didn't say what does what. Okay, I said Age of Order was good, and I think you can imply that by the name Age of Order. I, I feel like that's enough. Good. Okay, um, but uh, really excitable stuff. Really enjoyed this game. Uh, I know I'm saying oh, a lot. I still got to go back. Oh, one thing that I didn't say on the show before, and I felt like really not sure whether to say it, but I feel like I can say it vague enough that it's okay. You do not know the size of the map in this game. Like just, I heard it's yeah. ginormous. Like if you think when you play the game and you're like, okay, I know the size of this game. You do not know the size of this game. 
And it's fantastic. And it, it's such a great experience. I've taken so much psychic damage playing this game. Psychic damage is something Super Best Friends call where it's like you just something full front hits you like mentally and you're like, whoa, that's interesting. Psychic damage. I don't know. And I really do recommend it. This is my game of the year, hands down. And I can't wait to play it again, a.k.a. I already have. Nice. <laughs> Nice. So, uh, that is all of our recents. So, uh, we've, we're going to go ahead and move on to news. I have very little news. Do you mind if I just burn them out real quick? Go burn them. How many, how much news do you have? Uh, a little bit too. I don't, I don't think I have a lot, but I got some stuff I could talk about. You know what? All right. No, go ahead. Go. No, 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 you go. No, no counter. You go. No, 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 no. This is not going to be the show. You go first. Bitch. <laughs> I, I will beat your ass. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> See? So we uh, do for friends. news, for uh, news, uh, Star Lucasfilm Games have uh, announced a few games, a couple of Star Wars titles. Shocker, right? <laughs> right? So uh, I, I don't have you ever. Did you see my posts, uh, my comments about those uh, games? Yeah, and I agreed with you. I think I liked and it as I well. Was, this Resident Evil does the like same shit. They, they, like for the past like two to three years, they announced so many Star Wars games, and a few of them got like a screenshot here and there. Uh -huh. But they just been dead quiet, dead quiet. Well, because they'll they'll announce something to get people excited to get gauge reaction, and then they'll you know change the game based it's, on whatever, which I guess makes sense. I, but then they take too long. I feel like these <laughs> announcements are really the announcements for the investors, sure, more so yeah. than for us. Yeah, it's easier to pitch something when you've got fans already roaring for it. Because yeah, even then, when uh, EA had exclusive rights to the Star Wars games, uh -huh. they canceled so many titles uh, like that they, uh, you know, quote unquote announced. Uh huh. And uh, one of the and and one of them was uh, directed by Amy. I forgot her name it was like Amy Hendwick. She directed the Uncharted games. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, her game was canceled by EA. But it's recently one of the games that was announced. Supposedly, her game is going to be picked up again. But is it still her? It's it's her, but I'm not sure who the developer is. It's Sky, it's Skydance. The, the the company is called Skydance or something like that. Okay. It sounds like or a Or Sky movie Media. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Sky Media. Sky, yeah. It's Sky Media, and it's, it's a partnership with uh, Lucasfilm Games, who also just announced uh, a new Monkey Island game. Yo, okay. I'm really excited about that. Point, point and click needs to come back, especially with, I mean, and Monkey Island is probably not a good, good example of what I'm trying to say, but like super realistic graphics, you could do a really good point adventure game. Like oh. Until Dawn or something. Well, I mean, it's cartoony. No, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Maybe not Monkey Island. Yeah. But like, think about how Until Dawn is. I want this genre back. Like, I, I think that'd be really fun. Point, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And the fact that almost everybody's back from Monkey Island just is making this game so much more sweeter. And the fact that it's even remotely a thing. It's exciting. That's fun. I'm glad because that's those games were apparently because I didn't play them, but were apparently very well written. They were so good, and the humor was great, and the music was fun, mm. and I'm ready to just jump back to Monkey Island. Cool. Personally, now, I can't wait for them to do it, and then it'll just be like completely sucked out of unique personality, like a completely generic change score. It's, it's like the uh, uh, Force Awakens. <laughs> it's just Monkey Island 1, just different characters. Oh, no. We, oh, no. I, we were going to reuse this story. What? We did it once before. You said it was fine. 
<laughs> anyway, um, we're not going to get into Star Wars discourse. I already uh, made you suffer enough of that when those movies well, were coming spe- out. <laughs> Speaking of Star Wars discourse, uh, May- on May 4th, I'll be uh, in a podcast with uh, Robots yeah. Don't Age. Yeah, check uh, that shit out. So on May 4th, we're going to do a Star Wars special, and I'm really excited. It was I was so, so happy to be invited, uh-huh. and uh, hope you all join along for that adventure. Yeah, that that uh, journey on Galaxy's Edge that oh, will yeah. happen. <laughs> yes, isn't that the the fucking Disney thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it. Galaxy's I got my Edge, reference right. correctly. Good job. All right, but yeah, no. Uh, everyone, please do check that out. You know that um, our fan freaks podcast is definitely gonna be retweeting that shit, and I'm gonna be liking and favoriting and sending gif reactions. I know. Great. For someone who hates Star Wars, it's, I know. It's great. It'll just be me shitting on it. Just be oh, like, yeah. have fun talking about assholes. Uh, ass- <laughs> yes, have fun talking about assholes. Yeah. But uh, well, um, anyway, so uh, is uh, that any more news? Uh, also, the new Thor trailer came out. Did, that is did true. Did you see this trailer for uh, Love and Thunder? I did. I I kind of like this. Who's directing again? Uh, uh, Tai Waikiki. Oh, Tai Waikiki. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Gunn is, I really is, didn't mean to make James Gunn is uh, currently still filming uh, <laughs> Guardians of Galaxies Volume 3 and the Holiday Special. I'm getting all my superhero movies mixed up. I'm so sorry, guys. Oh my goodness. And they also just announced that Elsa Bloodstone is going to be Werewolf by Night. What? <laughs> I don't know. We have reached the level of obscure. It's so weird wait, to wait. finally be so, on this so, end. So Marvel announced that they, for next Halloween is going to be a Halloween special for a character called Werewolf by Night, which Werewolf by Night issue 32 is Moon Knight's first appearance wait, but aren't, ever. But aren't most werewolves werewolves by night? Well, that's the name of the comic book. <laughs> The character doesn't go by werewolf by night itself. No, I just I'm f- uh okay, sure. <laughs> Never I, mind. I get it. I get it. It took it took me like it took me like a good like 5 years to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact they announced uh an act uh, Elsa Bloodstones is also going to be in Werewolf by Night, who's another character for the Midnight Suns. Uh-huh. Which is going to be more new mood than- you know what? We'll talk about it when Moon Knight comes out. For sure. It's like when Panic at the Disco came out with 9 in the afternoon. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, when's 9 in the afternoon? Wait, that doesn't that doesn't happen. There is no 9 in the afternoon. Oh. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, uh, I'm excited about Thor Love and Thunder. I lo- it looked really good. I like the humor about it. What yeah. do you think? I mean, I, I feel like it's a trailer and it's going to be super stylized, so we'll see how the humor is in the actual it's, thing, but it's all right. I, I'm afraid that it's going to be too close, too similar to Thor Ragnarok. Which I'm that not... that was such a big hit. Right, but that I feel like that was a good, a, a different style that I was okay seeing it again. I don't know. I didn't hate Ragnarok. I, no, I, I loved it. it. I loved it, and I'm happy to see it again. I, I, liked, I already liked some of the humor from the trailer, but... If Kate Blanchett could, can come back? What? Isn't Kate Blanchett the, the sister? Uh, that's Hera. Yeah, is it? Isn't that the actress, Kate Blanchett, or am I? No, kidding? no, that's uh, yeah, that's the, actually that's the actress who plays Hera. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> she was funny. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, I'll be sure to check it out. Yeah, definitely. Thor, uh, love, uh, love, Thor, love, 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 Thor, love, 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 Thor and Thunder. Correct. Check it out. <laughs> Check it out in theaters. That's our that's our promotional like, Th- uh, bit. Thunder, Love and Thor. Mar- <laughs> I want it to be like some sort of soap opera. Like <laughs> Thor, Love and Thunder. 
<laughs> it's like just him having his relationship with his thunder. I like. I, I I mean, I, it's really cool seeing Natalie Portman as uh, as new, new spoilers. Thor. That was in the trailer. I know. But still, I mean, some people didn't see this. For, well, anyway, everyone's already probably heard about that, that already. Uh, how many views? Did you see the view count for that trailer? No, because I think I saw it before. Um, it, it broke records. Okay. It broke Marvel records. I feel like Marvel records are getting broken all the time. They're not very sturdy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they did good metal. <laughs> Is there any more uh, news? Uh, no, that's it. Okay. All right. So we're going to move on to my news. So here we go. Um, that's it. Really? <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. I got no news. Sorry, everyone. Uh, so I got um, a little bit of a reference to Sonic Origins announcement. Uh, it's kind of like a collection of Sonic um, classic games. Like one, two, oh. three. They've even added Knuckles to Sonic 1. Um, there's a couple of added bonuses like Tails and Sonic and Knuckles. Like it's Some stuff that wasn't available before. Uh, but here's the thing, though. This is all great. And I think it's great the work that the people put into it because I hear that it was actually, like, inspired and working with a lot of modders to put together, which is great. But that's my whole point, though. Modders have already done this. And for a while, I was playing Sonic mods in middle school, Vinny. We all have. Like, come on we, now. We, we, this has I, been a thing. We, we all have played the mods. <clears throat> and they're, they're waiting. Something like Sonic, like, I'm glad Sonic Origins is coming out, but I feel like we should have gotten something like this way Are sooner. Are you excited about Sonic Origins? No, but that's for other reasons, yo-ho. Um, but, like, it, it's like, this should have come out a long time ago. Plus, they have, like, a special Ultra Edition that has bonus features, and one of the bonus features is animated characters on title screen or something like that. And I'm like, get the fuck out of Who here. Who needs that? Like, I, what the f- And so, like, I'm in a weird place with this where people are actively making fun of it because they put out this chart that's like, oh, this edition has this, this edition has this, and it's like a fucking eight-tier chart for a fucking Sonic that's, Classic release. Like, get the fuck that, out of that, here. That's- that's release. So it's nowadays. a weird positive and negative thing where I'm positive for the release itself and what it means, but the, how they presented it as a company, Sega, what are you doing? Anyway, that's that's Sonic is so Sonic is doing this, man. Sonic has always done shit like this where they they were always disappointing and then Sonic's fan base is just so into being disappointed. That, like, they uh, I, always think come back. I, I think the Sonic base is uh, fan base is into something else. However, well, I, I think every fan base is into what you're talking about, though. So that we can't we can't make fun of Sonic for having Rule Thirty Four fans. That's not that is consistent across the board. Okay. But what I mean to say is that they've had so many rough roads. However, with Sonic Two coming out, it's like there's always that diamond in the rough, that chaos emerald. In the special zone. That's not, that's not, that's not where else the, the Chaos Emerald is. Wink. So, uh, Vinny will be linking his Fur Affinity account um, <laughs> in the comment and the, you know, below. Uh, anyway, so, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Speaking of Sonic movie, wow, that's actually a really good transition. Um, Sega is putting out uh, the announcement of another Sega franchise coming to the silver screen. Would you like to know which franchise it is? Was there, is, it, is it Altered Beast? No, no. That's, Diesel? that's hold the Alter Beast is that was actually a really good pull. Because like, what if they got Nicolas Cage? Oh my god. What if they got Nicolas Cage and it's just like, I'm a werewolf! I'm a werewolf! I'm a dragon! <laughs> Ooh, he's throwing his head at me! Oh man, I gotta punch him out! Like <laughs> that Hollywood. 
what do you think? <laughs> like, come on, it writes itself. Anyway, um, but no, the movie that got announced was Streets of Rage. What? What? I'm, I am, I am hesitant. I am cautiously optimistic. For two reasons. One, well, the Sonic movie is good, so that if, is the if, only if they optimism. Get, if, if they get the same people who are making the Sonic movie, if they then if they get the same people who made the Sonic movie, then I think it will be fine. So allow me to temper your expectations because this is who they're getting. The I think it's the produced oh, was it producer or director shit, but the people I'll have to look it up. I'm sorry. They say from John Wick. St- Streets of Rage is mainly focused on action. Yeah. There really is nothing to fuck up, which I thought the same for but, the but, John Wick sequels, but... but. I, I've, I, I, we've also have gotten a movie close to that, Double Dragon. Okay, but th- that was like the 90s, and like, that was a little bit more like Big Trouble in Little China fucking like goofy action kind of thing. So, look, I'm cautiously optimistic because, A, you're right. Sonic is doing successful for... So, Sega does... Maybe had a fluke or maybe they made a right decision. I don't know. And if it's the people Maybe they from, just hired the right people to be in charge of the movie. Well, obviously, but I don't know, like... Who? Yeah, I don't know how they, they did that process. It's, like, what I mean. But either way, like, if it is the people from John Wick, then that's fine. I, I think that's a, a good fill. Now, I have a question for you. What's up? Who do you think they should get to play the characters? This is probably a tough one, and I'm not good with names, so I'm going to be like, the person from this. It's hard for me to pick. It's hard for me to pick. It's hard for me to pick because a lot of my favorite actors are old now. Right, right, yeah. I I would say Leonardo DiCaprio for fucking uh, Axel because he has this little haircut, but that's not going to work. Um, Paul, it's hard to pick. Uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. As I, Axel. It, 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 Paul Rudd as <laughs> Paul Rudd as as Blaze. Yes, Blaze as Paul Rudd. <laughs> like we, everyone is Paul Rudd. I feel like that's where they should just go. Everyone be Paul Rudd. No, no, <laughs> funny, no, no. You just remind me in no. an action movie like this. Yeah. No, funny enough. No, I, I'm not sure who 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 should play who. In st- I know. I've been. This is why I asked you. I Chris been, Pratt maybe. Yes, right? I, I, no, no, not Chris Pratt. No, the other one. Oh, Pine. Uh, Chris Pine. But I don't know. No, no, no. I, I, maybe Chris Evans as as Axel. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Let me see right, a, right, show me a picture of Axel. Show me a picture of Axel. This is what we're doing on the podcast. Show me a picture of Axel. Streets of Rage. But while you do that, can I mention something? Sure, yeah, absolutely. So Shout Factory just recently announced uh, uh, they were releasing on Blu-ray the original 1970s Doctor Strange movie that was made for TV. Oh, fun. Remember, uh, you watched Archer and... uh, You watched Archer, right? Of course. Remember the the mom from Archer? The woman who played the mom from Archer? Oh, yes. What's Um, her name? Oh, my God. Jessica Stewart? Something like that? Waters? Oh, just Jessica Waters. Yes. Jessica Waters? She 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 played the villain in, in the Doctor Strange 1970s movie. Did she? Oh my god. Yes, I heard about that. Yeah. I'd actually like to see that. So I, like I pre-ordered it. She's she's a beast. She's so I, good. Dude, I'm so excited. I'm like, rest in peace, dude. So she I pre-ordered amazing. that. Uh-huh. So, Here are the uh, characters, by the way. So <laughs> you, you're going to see a review of the 1970s Doctor Strange movie. 
Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So I've been kind of stuck on who should play who. I really don't have anyone for anyone. Chris Pine is Axel. That's that's pretty much what we've said a lot settled on right Chris, now. No, you know you're right. Chris, no, no, you're right. Chris Chris Evans. Right? Because he might be a little bit more. But the thing is, am I overusing Chris Evans because he was in fucking Captain America? Yeah, Captain America. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know what? Send in your answers. We'll see in the future who Blaze should play who. Because I feel like we're running a little bit late. Should be... Mila Jovovich? For Blaze? No. Maybe. <gasps> Natalie Portman. That works uh, too. Or, or, or Jennifer Lawrence? Jennifer Lawrence does have like combat action experience. She She is an action movie star. So she can probably do it, I feel. I don't know. I think we need more of a Linda, Linda Hamilton. Then, uh, then <laughs> I like how I like how far back you're going. But you know? we need someone like her, uh, more like a Linda Hamilton. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I gotta find an actress. But I feel like everyone I suggest. <gasps> oh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I don't. Who is she from again? Uh, uh, Ramona Flowers. She was in Birds. She was Huntress in Birds of Prey. Oh yeah. You know what? That might actually be really Huntress, good. That definitely works. I mean, I don't. I don't know because I feel like every suggestion I bring up, I can't picture it in my head. I can I just, definitely picture, especially after her role as Huntress, she could definitely pull off Blaze. So for Adam, I was thinking of like Anthony Mackie, from, like the guy who played Falcon from the Avenger movies. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. yeah just like yeah, I, he does have the combat experience. He is a good actor. Yeah, and absolutely. he has good chemistry with uh, Chris what, Evans. What about um, what's his face that plays Finn in Star Wars? I, I'm so bad with names. Uh, John Boyega. Boyega, yes. I and I feel like he he's got that youthful persona to him too. So I feel like because I don't know if that's just the Star Wars Disney like visage, <laughs> like everyone's so you so uh, innocent there. But uh, I don't know. And maybe we could finally make him gay. Fuck it. No, wait. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. And we're gonna change st- uh, street. Is anyone gonna get upset about Streets of Rage canon? <laughs> like, are you Adam? Can't I be mean, gay. Streets of Rage <laughs> more like Streets of Fire. More like Hey-o. Streets of Gays. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, we're we're really late in. You know what, folks? We're we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about our All Stars best spaceships. That's why I'm trying to rush the show. I was like, you know what? I don't know who, but hopefully someone on Twitter can go ahead and cast these characters for me. But you gave me a lot to think about, Benny. All right, you gave me a lot. In fact, I'm gonna think about it right now. Hey everyone, Cody here from the Robots Don't Age podcast, and you're listening to Fan Freaks. You know. Uh, Vinny, I was thinking about it, about the Streets of Rage cast, and if that movie does well, we could get, like, sequels and stuff, right? Oh, who, oh, are you, uh, what kind of sequels? What kind of, who do you think you're gonna see? Because I'm, I'm more just excited to see who they get for, like, Max, and, you know, that other character that they try not to reference anymore. <laughs> do you remember Ash? Yeah. <laughs> Sega, why don't you want to talk about Ash? Why? Why? Why is he only relegated to back uh, background references? Because he looks. Because he. What? Because lo- he's a gay dominatrix. Is that a problem? He looks like, he looks like Mr. Slave from uh, South Park. But but if I show you this <laughs> this enemy from from Streets of Rage two, the the lady with the whip. Yeah. And the, is she not also a dominatrix? Is not Electra a dominatrix? There are, this game is full of dominatrixes. Why can't we have one that's a guy? Anyway, fine, whatever. Moving on. Welcome to our topic. Well, I never said we can. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, I don't know why Ash isn't in the game. <laughs> 
Like, if it was up to me, I'd be like, yeah, put him in a game. Who cares? And even on a concert. But then again, level. you know my stance with censorship. Anyway, moving on. So, <laughs> today we're going to be talking about an All-Stars Best Spaceships. Now, I needed you to clarify for me, so I'm going to ask you to do it again. What is a spaceship? Because I thought some things, and I wasn't allowed to do it. <laughs> so, a lot of people will have a lot of different interpretations of what makes a spaceship a spaceship. Uh-huh. Uh, it's something that goes from point A to point B that moves like a vehicle that on planet. Like, think of a boat. For transportation. A transportation, correct. Yeah. It doesn't just, you know, teleport... Or it just stands in one still, you know? Mm. It, it actually moves. It, it is meant to be actively moving. It propels. Moving. Yeah, it propels. Like, think That's of like a, a ship way. on an open water. Correct. So I, I was uh, I ruled out, unfortunately, the, um, the Warp Star. Because I don't know how much of a vehicle that is. It's more of just an organic it's not, thing it's from Kirby. Yeah, I, it's, I don't know, is it magic? The stars are magic? I don't know. So I tried to be cute that way, guys, but it didn't work. We're I'm for, sorry. We're waiting for, like, the prequel Kirby game where it explains everything. Is that what, what happens in the new Kirby game? I have no idea. Write me in on Twitter. Tell me if, like, there's some really deep Kirby lore that gets, like... Cause <laughs> the they, hop Kirby like, lore. I'm not being the sarcastic. The Lord of the Rings style lore of Kirbydom. Look, look, look. Don't even be sarcastic. Kirby I'm not. lore gets deep as fuck, actually. Like, you go into the bosses of those games, and you find out about all sorts of oh, shit Oh, the Waddle Dees and stuff like that? Even more so. Um, I, look, Zero Two's theme, look it up. It's a great theme. Anyway, moving on. Um, let's actually talk about our ships. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and start us off. You know what? In our spirit of reversing the roles of host and guest, I'm going to go first. Fuck it. And you know what? Not only am I going to go first, I'm going to go in first big. You know what, bitch? I'm starting with the Ishimura from Dead Space. I was going to go. I was, that, was, <laughs> that was in my list. I know it was in your list. That's why I fucking did it first. Because that you know what? We both love fucking Dead Space. And what's there not to love about that the Ishimura? That is probably my most favorite survival horror game. Oh, just game. Okay, I thought you were going to say survival horror ship, and I was going to be like, well, there really isn't a but lot. This but this space is. Yeah. But the ship-wise, it's perfect for that setting, the story. Oh, yes. It serves its purpose, and it's functional, and it looks so well lived in. The, the main, I feel like, just really quick, the main, like, I feel like the best theme you can have in a survival horror game is I need to escape. Not, I need to find something, I need to find someone. I feel like the best one you can have is, I need to get out of here. Which which allows for a certain level of, like... Urgency. Urgency and, and, and like, uh, agency. Wow. Hashtag urgency agency. <laughs> um, so the Ishimura has that built-in, I need to leave, because you're dropped off there, your ship breaks the way you get in, the smaller ship, the cruiser, I guess. I don't know, cruiser. Um, scout ship? What would you call the smaller ship? The smaller ship is a fighter. Okay, a fighter, I guess. Your fighter comes in, it crashes, and you're basically stuck there. And you have to figure out a way off a spaceship. You can't just fucking jump off. You need to figure out, like, a way to get out. So it built in, it has that I need to escape. I mean, it could a scout you... ship. Yeah, scout ship. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what company ship. It makes more sense, It was a ship. company ship. It was, I mean, Straight it, up it, company it, ship. <laughs> 
Well, it's a scholarship. Definitely, it was provided by the UEG, the United Earth Government, to discover what happened to the Ishimura because, you know, no communications, total blackout. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just fall. It you know what? And it falls apart. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. From point I, there, there. Oof. We're not gonna say how or when, but you know what? We'll just leave it at that. We're gonna talk about the Ishimura. I just love the fact that in trying to reactivate things, everything is just so broken on this ship. Oh my God, it's, Isaac! You fix, you so fix the well engine. You gotta go to hydroponics. Oh, once you're done with hydroponics, you gotta go to fucking medical bay because there's some really important a uh, key card on something like. It's uh, it's incredible the way that, that that ship is playing. And the reason why we're taking so long on Ishimura is just because we both love it. It's kind of our shared all-star. Oh, definitely. So, Especially since it's, it's something that is near dear to both of us. And the fact that it's a mining ship, it has full of engineering stuff. The style oh, my God, it, yes. The art. The just, It's not overly... It looks the cheap industrial, in a way. It's industrial. It doesn't look overly stylized. Like, oh, this is a spaceship. It's simplistic, and it just it works so well. And it makes sense it's why... It's practical. It makes sense why it would be stuck in the middle of nowhere like that. It, it feels like some sort of work ship. Like, it doesn't feel... I, that's what, Again, I feel like I'm stressing I would never a lot. work there, but I, at least I would know about it. Right. But I don't feel like anyone wants to work there, but they do because they Nicole need to. Nicole wanted to work there. Well, Nicole's a fucking dumb bitch, so I don't know what her... <laughs> Girl, look, <laughs> Nic- I, there's a whole thing with Nicole that I, I don't even want to get into, but that like, is how I'm starting my list with the Ishimura. Go ahead and hit me up with one of yours. Well, if we're going to go with a survival horror, I might go to the one that inspired the Ishimura, the Nostromo from Alien. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I Look, I uh, most of my wheelhouse is horror. So, yes, you did take one of mine now. Fuck. Okay, fine. Yes, go ahead. The Nostromo is definitely uh, a huge, iconic industrial ship. It has like four giant pillars sticking up and there's a platform and it's just a small bridge in the middle. So do you think H.R. Geiger designed the regular ships too or was did they think they got someone else for that? H.R. Geiger uh, designed only the alien stuff. The okay. alien ship, the, the xenomorph. I know he was involved in the design. I was just like, did he do more the than just The ship was designed by Ron Cobb, who did a lot of the designs for The Last Starfighter, Star Wars. He does a lot of ships for various different... He did uh, Blade Runner. He did... Well, he's uh, a master of what I was talking about, where it's like, this is a work ship. This is like a ship yeah, made to have a he, cycled out His crew. style is... His, he he fits the style of, like, industrial, well-lived-in environments. Yes. And it yes. works really in well. Space. Especially, it's in space. Like futuristic. And yeah, got, it's and, so cool. And it houses these small, tall, town, ragtag group of engineers... And, you know, no militaries, they're not scientists. They won't know any better what happens on an alien world. If something breaks, you need to get someone to come in and repair it. That's the kind of oh, people yeah. that and are they the might ship. give you. Like- and- <laughs> Listen, can I just say one thing? Brett's my favorite character from Alien because he just gives everybody attitude when something breaks and down in engineering. But he is goes, that not engineering? Oh yeah, huh? Okay. <laughs> but is that not what it means? The true <laughs> essence of engineering. Being an engineer, yeah. So the Stromo <laughs> from Alien, definitely one of my favorite ships of all time. All right, that's a that is such a good pick. I definitely did not have it too. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, no, I did, but it's great. I, I think it's an absolute. 
uh, iconic thing and actually, yeah, inspired Ishimura. It has purpose. everything you're going to need. So here's a call out. Please do more ships in horror, please. Ron please? Cobb, please. please. Ron, oh. Anyway, moving like, on. Oh, especially I, if, it's like, look at, if you look up a picture accurate. of him, you would like him. I want, I want you a ship. Would, you wait, wait, wait. would like him. I, I want a ship like that, but it takes place in the era of the 90s. So all the techno- technology is like Windows XP <laughs> and shit like that. Broadcom. No, wait, that's 2000s, 2000s, or yeah. late 2000s, whatever. But you know what I mean, like yeah. that kind of shit. Anyway, moving on, my next ship that I'm going to pick, um, you know what? I'm going to save a couple of the, my, my bigger, uh, you know, uh, cuter picks for the end. So we're going to go ahead and start with this, actually. Another iconic ship. Um <laughs> So another iconic ship is the Normandy from Mass Effect. Oh my goodness! So if I have I, issues yeah. with that ship, but uh, tell me more. Tell me why you like it. Why you pick it? Interesting. That's great. You know what? I like that because I feel like we should have a dishonorable mention. Because I have one dishonorable mention. I have one. I mean, I I would consider my Normandy my dishonorable mention. Interesting. Okay, I actually like the Normandy because. It's a little bit annoying that you have to like walk around so much to talk to people. The but the worst just... is the loading, like the but elevator. They the that. elevator in Mass Effect Two, they fix that. It's a loading screen in Two. <laughs> it, they just fucking put you in a loading screen. They didn't even make you wait in the elevator. Mass Effect That's the One same has a problem. Thing. <sighs> I get. You know what? You're you're right. I felt like it was better presented but you are right in that essence and at the same time i'm like i'm in the same ship it shouldn't take this much to because we have npcs to load in Vinny. it's a big ship okay look you were summoned to the captain's quarter get the fuck up those stairs (laughs) no you thought you were done going upstairs i anyway what, what i do like about the normandy is the interior design so i'm Yes, hold on. So, but that, hold. Let me say mine really quick. Okay. I, my pick, bitch. It is your pick. I'm saying really quick. I like the interior design as well. That is another part that really does appeal to me. It feels like a good spacious spaceship. Uh, hashtag spacious spaceship. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, mainly I think my favorite part about it. I don't know if this is really fair now, is because I love the crew. I love the way that it feels like they've really inhabited the ship. They find their areas that they feel like they'll be the most useful. Uh, Joker in the cockpit is always a joy to talk to. It's good to have a home base that feels like a hub world that really feels like you own it. And whenever you go to a new place, it feels like you are consciously moving your hub world to this new location. And I, I don't know. I feel like the way it was presented, it was done really well. Uh, Story wise, it's managed to hold in there for a while. And I, I don't know. I think it's a very sturdy ship. And that's why it's not later on. It's not one of my bigger picks. But to be honest, I feel like it's a good pick. And Dr. Rude would agree with me. Gosh darn it. I'm telling you. And don't worry, Dr. Rude. We'll bang later. Uh, So moving on. (laughs) So uh, moving on. Uh, Funny enough that you mentioned uh, a Mass Effect. 200 pounds and we'll talk. Funny enough that you mentioned the Normandy, which is from a Bioware game. Right. Uh, I'm going to mention the other Bioware game. Kotar, the ship, the Ebon Hawk, which is uh, a dynamic class uh, fighter. Oh my god! From Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic, it is, it is, the, I, it is what I want in a home ship, like a home base, whole hub world, like the Normandy was. Uh huh. But everything is just on one small ship. You could go around. Everything's easy. You don't. Have, there's no. There's. 
there, you don't have to walk so far and have to go through so many people to talk to the person for the sub, you know, for the quest. You know, I could see the appeal of that, of course. I it's, didn't finish Gotar, so I wouldn't it's know. It's the but. simplicity of the Ebon Hawk. It what really drives it to me. Okay. And okay. the and the fact that there are some parts of the game where you can get on the turret and you fight off, you know, incoming Sith ships. And the, the, the huge practicality is, and also the history of the Ebon Hawk, when you start out, you know what? Play Kotar. <laughs> That's, he was going to tell you the whole plot progression and I story almost, arc I of almost ship. spoiled Kotar. Play the game. The Ebon Hawk is a really good, and at the time, it was probably known as the one of the fastest ships of the Outer Rim. Oh, and now it's on the Switch. Yeah. It, I, are both of them on the Switch or just Kotar 1? Kotar 1. Dang, not 2 yet? Mm. Why not? I'm waiting on it. Why not? Kotar 1... Listen, that's the only way I'm playing Kotar right now is on the Switch because there's a way you could uh, add cheats. Oh, fun. Oh, it's so great. I don't give a... I, we had a whole episode about using cheats and you have Well, did we? Yeah. Yeah, easy mode. Is it easy mode valid? You know what? Go watch that if you have a problem with it. But anyway, I agree with that pick. That's a fun pick. And I, I feel like it's a more streamlined version of what I just picked. So you know what? That's fine. Um, So moving on to just getting progressively smaller... <laughs> with ships we are kind of our gang progress to see smaller that's the funny thing so right now I'm gonna move on to the R-Wing from Star Fox oh a classic yeah you know what? don't forget to activate your G diffuser system uh, a lot of the ships from Star Fox are actually uh, was heavily inspired by the ships from Star Wars the original trilogy oh I oh I def are you kidding do you hear the sounds they make yeah. Duh. Like, yes, most definitely was oh, inspired yeah. by Star Wars. But yeah, I agree with you. That's That has to be an inspiration there somewhere, especially with the green and red lasers that uh, help I you mean, know who's yeah, getting uh, in combat. I mean, what's the, I mean, the R-Wing, is that the actual Star Fox mini fighter that you play? Yes, that is okay, the Okay, so that was that design is heavily inspired by the X-Wing. When the, when the X-Wing part closes... Wait, the R-Wing is inspired by the X-Wing? No, it just sounds like a silly goose. Now, but hold on. Here's the thing that I feel like the R-Wing has a little bit above the X-Wing for me. And yeah, why it doesn't have pick. to open. Huh? It doesn't have to open its wings. Oh, well, it does. You could switch to... You have to put your G-Diffuser systems and that gets oh, you yeah. faster. And they could switch to all range mode. That's true. And that's the other part. Um, There's so many different modes that the R-Wing has. Like, you could activate a hover mode, a fast mode. Um, At some point... They added an R-Wing that let you walk, but I understand that there are also different vehicles. Landmaster is the tank and all that other shit. But later on, R-Wing was doing all sorts of shit. Oh, fuck. I like the R-Wing a lot. I just remembered the Wolfen, though, which is Wolf Ship, which I technically like better. But anyway, the R-Wing is more iconic. Uh, although I do like the Wolfen a little bit more. Wolf O'Donnell's ship. If yeah. I, yeah, Wolf. Um, I, I remember it. Oh, you remember it <laughs> from, from high school. <laughs> Vinny went with me to high school and there was character day. I dressed up as him once. Oh, you yeah. remember the silver hairspray? I do. <laughs> he says with a hollowed look in his eye. Uh, 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 anyway, moving on. The R-Wing is a classic and uh, that is my pick. That is a good pick. Mm -hmm. And I also oh, Vinny do a barrel roll, obviously. <laughs> I, I, I can't mention it without saying it. it's like law. It's like Jill's sandwich. <laughs> like, if you have to mention it, it's like, oh, you didn't mention it? 
Well, I'm gonna go bigger in scope. I'm gonna, oh. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm expanding. Get bigger, Vinny. We're going to the Enterprise D from Star Trek: The Next Generation. You bastard! I'll stab you in the face. What? Of course, I'd have that chip. The, the, the bigger version than the TOS uh, Constitution class starship. We got the Enterprise D. Which I think at that point is the seventh iteration of the uh, enterprise of the ships known as the Enterprise. Uh-huh. Uh Our obviously our favorite captain, Captain Picard. Of the in terms of crews, this is top of the line. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, holds uh, one thousand and sixty-eight people as of season four. Uh huh. And oof, <clears throat> it is so cozy. Uh-huh. It's so cozy to watch. I like, every, every, even the crew looks like they're dressed in PJs. It is so cozy. Well, the uniform does look quite comfortable. I do agree. I, I'm surprised you didn't bring up ten forward. <laughs> oh, oh, listen, listen. You that's need just to have a, a part of the ship. The whole ship is amazing. We had an episode about our favorite bars in media, and I picked. 10. Yeah. Well, did I pick ten forward or did someone else pick? But it was definitely on my list. But oh, either ten way, ten forward, Guinan. Now that's that's, the, that's what and just see the stars or just see when the, when the ship is going like warp nine, seeing all the space dust flying by. It's a and we're talking about iconic ships or whatever. And I don't mean to sound like such a like oh my gosh iconic the engineering the warp, drive. but it, it is such a great design that that's why they used it again. But bigger, it's the so. galaxy <laughs> class. Yeah, Oof. you can't you can't dismiss it. That's fun. That's fun. All right. You know what? I'm going to pick one. It's going to be a quick one. It's going to be a fucking volleyball oh, tap yeah. back over to you. Fuck you. I know Star Trek. I'm picking Voyager. <laughs> the Voyager. <laughs> yeah, why not? I love okay. that series. That's fine. Shit. That ship's been through so much. Like, that ship has history. That ship has so many weird things happen to it that I, yes, the the next generation ship does have that. And I'm sorry. I, I, I just... I feel like the Voyager one, when you start dealing with like clones and alternate realities, like literally on top of each other and, and like having to travel from the Delta Quadrant back, which is super fun. Like the, uh, for those who don't know, the Delta Quadrant is like, we don't know what the fuck's there. Like when you think about Star Trek and like Star Wars terms, it's the unknown regions. Right. So when you think about like how in Star Trek, they're like, Oh, we're going where no one has ever gone to boldly go, whatever. Um, I get that. But the Delta Quadrant is like, just don't go there. Just don't. <laughs> just, just, just don't go there. There's, there's nothing there but fucking Borg. And like, there's no reason to stay there. Bro. But, but anyway, before we get too caught up on Star Trek shit. Uh, yeah. No, I'll go with Voyager. Tapping it back to you really quick. But n- n- the next one's a real doozy. <laughs> is the sp- Dark Star from the movie Dark Star. Oh, wait. Was that the movie that we saw with the guy in the Frozen and the... Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a good pick. It's, it's, a sh- it's a ship that's so much bigger is- on the inside than it is on the outside. Like, if you see the, you know, the model of the ship with the bomb, how do they fit 20 of the... Or at least 20 of those bombs in that ship with all that stuff for the crew? Well, I have an answer for you. Because I feel like that ship's great, but at the same time, it's so cramped. Oh, it's... Everyone sit right next to each other. Did the uh, guy next to you blow up? Too fucking bad. Keep working. Oh, we, my God. How is it that all of our ships are, like, work ships besides the Enterprise? But, I mean, like, you know what I mean? And Voyager. 
It's like just, they're better designs. I, we really like just the, the dark star is uh, is that iconic? Is that a thing? Oh my god! Hashtag jobbership. It was designed by Dan O'Bannon. <laughs> uh, and dark and. <laughs> It had a wall of porno. Yes, but that's what I mean. It really feels like people fucking worked there. You and know what you, they lived there for years, and they just don't care. And it tells a story. It's environmental storytelling. It is. In ships, and just pre-built. After I bought that movie on Blu-ray, I just... I, I watched the documentary. I love everything about it. I know. And if you want to hear more about Dark Star, feel free to follow, follow. Vinny on his Twitter. Because <laughs> he just, he I loves just to fucking talk about, talk about it now. Which Dark is good. Star is so great. That's, I, you know what? I mean, it led us to the Nostromo in a weird way. Is that, I guess so. That's yeah. Dan O'Bannon still. Yeah, I guess that's like where his ship design origins come from. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's a really neat thing. It's just that, like, that movie's fucking got some weird parts, man. Like it's I don't so bonkers. one part of that movie, and so, I'm not gonna talk about it. But wait, you know wait, what wait, part wait, I'm wait. talking about? We can't do, talk about it. Do you remember the remember, remember the part about the face? That was just a split second. Yeah. Oh yeah. We so I finally saw a screenshot of it. What? So that's one of the people behind the scenes of the movie, and they did it to piss off one of the producers who who's paying for the production of the movie. Dude, I was scared shitless. We were the screen is static, and out of nowhere a face comes up going blah and i'm like what the fuck was that so, Vinny? that was one of the uh that's that's one of the, the people who worked for dan o'bannon that's his face like i said to piss off the people who are paying for the production of that movie but i'm just saying there's no context given to there's it. no context for that it's movie. just there and i'm like what the fuck i, I guess john carpenter kept it you know what fine that movie's so <clears throat> quirky in such a dark comedy way it's it's it stressed me comedy. out. Some parts stressed me out. That, you know which part I don't really enjoy? Is it the, that was oh the in the bottom. The, oh, the elevator scene when they talk to Captain. Oh, that's all I'll say. That's uncomfortable. That scene made me. I get the joke, but it just made me go. Whoa. Is it this a joke? Is the, this is now is a, it a joke, review. or is it like a weird part of the future that you could preserve the body that way? Stop. Stop! You're talking about it. Okay, look. <clears throat> I love Dark Star. Please, it, if you're more interested about this weird conundrum, message me. I'll talk. I'll talk your ear 100% off. hundred percent, he will. And it's it's a very dark, dark comedy. Dark Star is a good pick. Are you ready for my next pick? Yeah. All right. So my next pick is going to be <laughs> the Event Horizon from Ooh. the movie Event Horizon. I love it. Uh, yeah. So I mean, not only is it like. Another kind of work ship, right? It's a, it's another kind of work ship in a horror movie. Yeah, it's another it's another ins huge inspiration like Alien to Dead Space. I feel like I I I'm, I bring in all these lame results just because I really like scary ships. <laughs> oh no, I mean the Invader Horizon is such a great ship. I can picture the design like it's just a huge ball that has a shaft. Oh, speaking of huge. I see what you did there, and I almost meant speaking of huge ball. But no, speaking of the huge ball, seriously, not only is it a really scary, mo uh, scary movie, like intense and cool ship, that ball ended up being an inspiration for Silent Hill 4. Oh, yeah. And it's in the final boss room, just the ball itself. Yeah. I, ah, it's so cool. Oh, yeah. The, oh, and it, the, uh, the whole way it just handles, like, the whole, you know, warp. 
do you, oh, technology because the idea is is that the event horizon is where they're going to test warp drive for the first time or warp or something with warp it, it, it the way they explain it is that they they fold space so they jump to one place and the next kind of like how star trek does it sure but but what i mean is they're gonna do it there but something goes wrong and yes. we're not gonna say what goes wrong but bad things start coming in Listen, Sam, Sam Neill from Jurassic Park can explain it to you. No, 100%. And just make sure to he, look in, look into his eyes. Listen, yeah. Oh, no, he's only there for you. <laughs> anyway, before we do too many things, <laughs> has a, a, a fucking, um, oh, my gosh. Here's a hot take, though, really quick. Go for I want to say really quick. I think Event Horizon is a better Doom movie than Doom. Yeah. It doesn't have Mars, I know. But it's essentially the same I, idea. I, I have a soft spot for Doom, though. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm saying like it's it's a more realistic other kind of concept of. Anyway, we're not gonna get too much into this. I'm sorry. Um, last thing I'll say is, uh, just like Lawrence Fishburne, uh, after watching that videotape he found, uh, we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Next uh, ship, go ahead and hit me up, Vinny. The next ship is the Pillar of Autumn from Halo. Oh, shit! And this is probably my last ship for my list. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. So the Pillar of Autumn is the first big ship you see in the entire Halo franchise. And it opens up just like the beginning of Star Wars, where it just floats, it flies towards the Halo ring up, you know, up in the horizon. Halo has a lot of ships, doesn't it? Like Halo a has a lot ton. of ship designs, but the Pillar of Autumn, the way that it kind of like the Restromo has that big blocky look, uh-huh. is really nice and really like practical. Purp- isn't it purple? It's no, it's brown. Which which one am I talking? You're, you're, you're thinking about one of the Covenant ships. Yes, yes, I am. Okay, never mind, because that was also pretty. Like, there's so many. No, the Covenant ships. Has, ships has really great designs, oh. but the pillar. But, but I really like the engineering, militaristic simplicity of the Pillar of Autumn, and just going through the corridors and kind of seeing how like the 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 peop, the crew lived there, even when everything's going down to hell, you know, it's. It's honestly, honestly, a great way to you know start the whole franchise. I I, lo- I love yeah. the Pillar of Autumn. That Such is, a great ship. Yeah, and they they have such great designers for that game. Like I feel like that game has such a unique art style that even when they jumped over to Destiny, I did not feel like it was there. It was very strange. But I'm not gonna sit here and shit on Destiny. There's a lot of fans of Destiny. We'll move on from that. Yeah. But Halo has a lot of great ships. Is the Banshee a ship? The Banshee is, yeah, it flies in space. It doesn't go in space. It's it not goes in space. Ship. It is? It you can Banshee in space? Yeah. If I, in, a, in, a, in the level, in one of the levels of Halo Reach. You get Reach, like an actual spaceship in, a, in one of the levels of Halo Reach, when you're on the spaceship, you shoot down Banshees in space. <gasps> okay, that's another good one. Anyway, um, so I'll move on to my last one. But before we do, here are my quick two honorable, me- well, hold on. Uh, that was your last one then you said, right? Yeah. Do, 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 yes, do your honorable uh, mentions. Lightning round. Honorable mentions? Lightning round, go. Okay, so my honorable mentions is the, uh, is the Samus Aran ship from Metroid. Oh, nice, nice. You see it in every game. It has that, you know, round look. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. then my last honorable mention, my second one. <laughs> it draws, <laughs> it's so dramatic. Except- it's the alien spaceship from Alien. The the donut looking one. Oh, from the actual alien, alien spaceship. spaceship. Oh, nice. The one that has the the uh, space jockey inside with yes. the in turret in the middle and has the all those eggs. Ship? 
it's called it's called it's called the engineer ship. The engineer. That's what it was. The engineer ship. And it has those eggs, those xenomorph eggs. Yeah. Make sure to look into them. Nothing bad will happen. No. Um. But uh, so uh, that <laughs> ship designed by H.R. Greiger is H. my you know, wow. That ship. It's spooky, scary. Absolutely. I love, Absolutely. I love Alien. Watch that movie. Yeah, no. It, it's almost like Alien inspired a lot of things that we talked about on this list. Oh, man. Dead space. <laughs> um, so, really quick, here are my uh, honorable mentions. Yeah. One, Frieza spaceship from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I, I love the DBZ designs for spaceships. They're that, so fun. They, they're good. Uh, moving on to some lightning rounding. Here's one that I'm upset that I said. I'm not going to lie. I would have picked this over Voyager. I'm not going to lie. The Borg Cube. The, when I talk about blocking, the ultimate block. Oh my god, this place genuinely gives me. If we're talking about scary ships, this place scares the shit out of me. Bork. <laughs> fucking step into there, get fucking converted immediately. Uh, oh my no, god. No, Star Trek really scared me on the board cube because, like, they just lost so many people. They just walked up, boop, you're ours now. And it's, ah! Anyway, yeah. Assimilation. Sorry. They get I, assimilated. If I, I, I would pick that. That's one of my all stars. The but board I cube. Is, yes, yes. Anyway, but they've adapted, so we'll move on. Um, And my dishonorable mention is the gummy ship from Kingdom Hearts. Oh, that's stupid. I know. That's my lot. super dishonorable mention. Oh my god, that, you're going to piss ship off so many people. Ugly. No, because it's about as ugly as you make it because you can customize it. No, my problem is that I don't particularly enjoy the gummy ship segments. I like the idea of them, but I'm not, I feel like they get a little repetitive and they stop me from getting to the new world. And you know what? There's a whole gameplay mechanic there that works pacing. for people, but it works for some people and I understand people enjoy it. I just do not enjoy it myself. I think it breaks the pacing. And the last ship, and this is my last all-star that I will bring up, the dolphin from Pikmin. That's cute. I because that's we were, adorable. I love this fucking ship so much because the whole game is centered around repairing this ship. Both of them, Pikmin. Well, Pikmin two, it's picking up treasures and putting it in the ship. You can also upgrade your ship and stuff. But Pikmin one had such an intimate relationship with your fucking ship. You were fucking it. No, I'm saying um, you were getting the parts. Because if you didn't get enough parts before the time limit, the, the before a certain amount of days that is actually timed, you would get stuck there. And you get the bad ending to Pikmin, which scarred the shit out of me when I first <laughs> played it. So I was like, never again. That's, that's such a cute ship, though. The I, design it, of it. Of course. It is adorable. like a little, uh, it's like a really standard rocket ship. It's so adorable. You know it's, what I mean? It's like out of like an old 1950s movie. Because that's what the style of the... Of Pikmin is kind of like you yes, know. and it's also a jobber ship. It's yeah. a, it's a work ship. Oh yeah, because it's for the Hokitite company or whatever. Listen, I just love the blue collar work ships. Blue you know, blue collar ships. Blue collar. Listen, that's all I. That's where I rock. I I agree. I I don't know why those ships appeal to me the most. It's the in, you know it is they feel comfortable and industrial at the same time. I think they feel realistic. They feel believable. They lived in. Lived but yeah, in. like like this is actually how ships would be, not as pristine. But but anyway, um, I it's also the size of like I don't know half the size of a ruler of a pencil or something. Yeah. It's really small because apparently the Pikmin universe, every like the main character, uh, Olimar and his ship are all really tiny, 
and they're exploring like anyway it, it works really really play well play Pikmin play Pikmin that's gonna be a lot of this podcast just you play this uh, wanna list some of the games and stuff from these uh, you know play these games you know from these mentions I mean I mention them each time uh, play we... the, yeah okay I mean if you want well play Dead Space De- definitely play Dead Space Watch Alien, watch <laughs> play Kotar, Star Wars Night of the Old Republic, play Halo, watch Dark Star, and definitely watch Star Trek. De- definitely definitely don't watch uh, Event Horizon though if you're you're squeamish. There's a lot of oh, But I do recommend No, no, it, no. No, that's a def- that's definitely a movie where you you know, you bring your kids to. A hundred percent. Alrighty. So I think that's all the ships we got for today. Let's go ahead and get to our shout outs. Do you have anyone you want to shout out? My dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Raven. Hi, Tula. I mean, they're not actively listening. These are shout-outs. <laughs> but I, li- I like your gumption. This is good. Uh, that's good. You know what? And I uh, I like them. I like, is that it? Seriously? Yeah, that's my... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. You know what? I like it, Vinny. I like it. Um, I am uh, going to go ahead and just... You know what? I'm going to do it very easy mode today, and I don't care. I don't care if it's bad. I'm going to shout out all of Dr. Roots peeps. I'm going to shout Everybody out. Everybody under the umbrella I, of Dr. Roots crew. Exactly. That That's I'm trying to be like. <laughs> everyone on the dude crew, including. If there was a Wikipedia article that says Dr. Roots crew, you'll be in the under the category members boldened italicized and underlined with you know links to your own wikipedia pages we don't want to be rude because you guys are individual people you guys are not just you know dr roots people but not to be rude okay moving on so we got the dude (laughs) uh we got robots don't age the crew Thank uh, you. Code ACJ Kehlani. Uh, be sure to check out when they're going to uh, record their Star Wars Gossip Fest. May, May the 4th is the episode. May the force this franchise to continue. Ayo. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and uh, I think. Uh, oh, well, my shout outs. Duh. I'm like trying to think of all the shout outs for, for the dude that I missed. But uh, I love all of y'all. Uh, uh, Jesus Valentine, Nicholas Yurtik. Uh, oh my god, I swear to god, I'm so sorry if I missed anyone. Love y'all. Moving on to mine. Uh, Von Condersmite, Squinty, Screechy Kai, Julian the Czar, which by the way, you know Julian the Czar. Yeah. Julian's Julian. I uh, know Julian. Megan Peepo, you know Megan. Uh, <laughs> uh I, I know, I know like half the people. I know, on my list right now. Lindsay Misleading. Is that is that yes, that's that's the really you know. yeah what yeah she, uh, by the way say hi she's listening hi Lindsay yeah anyway sorry <laughs> we got Izumi Chinmaru CJ to DJ Boogle Burnsy love you Burnsy really appreciate uh, your input on the Twitter I've been loving your fucking results especially the band one you put out fucking when you brought up that OG rock band character I was like holy Ooh, shit wow like I remember so much of those fucking NPCs one of them was like Moose Jaw something that I also enjoyed. Anyway, we're not going to get too much into it. Uh, Beefy Sumo, love you so much. Really appreciate your your, your support on the Discord as well. Love you. And I think... Oh, and of course, Crows of the Damned. Love you, dude. I uh, can't wait because you, you showed some interest in a, in a Resident Evil D&D campaign that I'm thinking of putting together. What do you think about that? A D&D campaign, Resident Evil? Yeah, because it's been done before. I'm, it's not like I created yeah, it Yeah, no, anything. no. I can, I, no, that's go, that sounds awesome. But I have some ideas, and I think it'd be a fun thing to DM, because I can't get, I can't play Dungeons & Dragons, apparently, unless I just fucking DM, so here we go. 
Uh, moving on, uh, where could, Vinny, if there's any way that these people, these fine people out here, can listen to your thoughts or, or yell at you for, for your picks or for picking nothing but uh, inspired by alien ships. <laughs> listen, just because I... Listen. Listen. You can all find me on Twitter at Leisurely Vinny. That's right. Uh, he's very active. Uh, be very sure active, very responsive. Yell at oh, me, I and I saying, will cry and yell at you back. I thought you were going to say responsible, and I was like, no. no. Anyway, you can find, find me. Find me on at Leisurely Vinny. <laughs> he's, he's doing Irresponsibly nice guy. He's doing this on purpose. Irresponsibly nice. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, Cinematic Journeyman. Cinema <laughs> Cinematic Journeyman. <laughs> All right. And you can find me on Twitter at BoneKingTV, as well as Twitch and YouTube. Again, thank you all for listening so much. And thank you, Vinny, for uh, coming on the show again, once again. And I can't wait for you to come again for Moon Knight, apparently. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to talk after episode six comes out. We got two more episodes. And thank you for having me. It is great to be here. And I had a blast. Nice, man. Nice. And, uh, hey, I just realized something. What? Are you wearing your, like, bathing suit shorts? Oh, yeah. Why are you dressed for the beach? Because I'm ready to swim. That's not how spaceships work. <laughs>